And this is the women's division of the showdown meet. We got Brie Terry stepping in to do a little bit of an analysis here. Um, looks like, look, we, we've had some change in terms of the roster, but we still got some heavy hitters. I mean, do they come any heavier a hitter than Christy Hawkins? No. <laughs> what? Well, straight off the bat, no, they don't. We were just talking before we were recording. Um, at 40 years old, so she's a master lifter, and what she's doing is phenomenal. I mean, she's posting up numbers. It doesn't look like she's slowing down, and it's going to be a treat to see what she's going to, you know, uncork at this. And you're in. You were saying a bit of a weird position because when you first entered powerlifting, you know, she she was the the it girl. She was smashing yeah. weights, and um, initially, you're just happy to be there. But now it's like, holy shit. Like you're, you're now competing alongside her. Which is insane. Like I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be doing that at any point in my powerlifting, I guess, career for lack of a better word, which is, yeah. It's, <laughs> where it's like, I'll say it, but I like, can't believe it. <laughs> is this, is this all coming very quickly for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I first, I did my first competition in December, 2017. I didn't even like prep for it. Oh, so wow. It's been fairly new. I mean, it's coming up on what, four years now, maybe yet in December. So. Yeah. But it seems like it was recently that you really started picking up steam. Like you broke world record deadlift and started jumping up in everybody's radar. Like, yeah. if you don't know me, if you didn't know me, then you know me now, you know, one of those. Yeah. And um, really like everybody, like your star has risen pretty quickly in the last year. Yeah, which is <laughs> cool. I it's weird. Like, I don't know why, like, yeah, I guess the lifting is entertaining, but I'm also just like, I don't know, I'm nobody special. I just do shit I like to do. <laughs> yeah, well, you got a social media presence as well, which helps though. Yeah. You know, you post often and it helps, like, especially with powerlifting, man. We get no um, mainstream push. You know, yeah. so when when it's uh like we can't sit back and let other media hop in there, we have to do our own. Yeah. So if you're willing to do that, people skate with you. And people like, especially like people look for a reason to be motivated. And, and if you're gonna post out there and just like you were looking up to Christy Hawkins, there will be women now coming up who are gonna be looking up to you. Not yeah. to freak you out, but that's the truth, right? So it's uh which is probably <laughs> weird. Like a year ago, what was your social media following? Oh God, I don't know. I was probably around like ten thousand or something, maybe a little bit more. And what's your social media following now, dude? I'm I hit like thirty one. Like <laughs> really weird. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking people, man. Yeah. Well, if you take level of some people I know with like two hundred or fucking Joe who has like eighty something. Still, and that's a year. Yeah, it grows exponentially too. It's uh, it, it's cool because I feel like I can reach a lot of people and I can share the things and the knowledge that I know uh, with people that I know will care about it. But it also like, because I have a lot of my friends on there too. And so I like, I post some of my, my personal life and stuff like that. And it's just, it's cool because I get to share that. But it's also like on the other side, you have people who try to come in and like tell you how to live your life or like make comments oh, wow. or like, it doesn't really concern you. So yeah. I don't and, and people also like when you share a certain amount of your life people do you feel like they start to know you like I've made a lot of friends via social media that I haven't even met in real life yet but it's there's 
perks and you know bad yeah. shit <laughs> it's um like I, I told somebody one time like they were like uh they kind of so they they were like twenty thousand followers ish like yeah kind of like you had said look i got twenty thousand followers but there's some people out there with like two hundred thousand and i'm like my friend if i took twenty thousand people and put them in it that'd fill a stadium yeah like you, you like like twenty thousand's a lot it, it however you slice it you got thirty thousand it's like i got you there's people with more but thirty thousand people you can't pack that in a house. You need a yeah. building like a stadium to pack it in. So then it, it kind of freaks out when you start thinking about when you put things out there, you can put like, you can, it's, it's like you said, a yin and a yang. It feels like a responsibility where like when you post sometimes you're like, shit, I could reach a lot of people with this though. So you, you kind of, you know, you want to be positive. You, yeah. you got something to say against something. You could say it, but on the flip side, you're like, I don't want to come off too negative. Cause you, here's the thing. Sometimes when I think of things and I post it, if it's like a, a critique, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know who I'm hitting with this spray because with that many people watching it, they'd be like, holy shit, I identify with what you just came at. And you're like, ah, shit, I had a different idea in my head, right? Like I'm thinking of a specific situation. I don't know. Things change when you start getting a big following. Yeah. It is what it is, I guess. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I could see, at least it's happening somewhat at a pace where you could adjust with it. Would you say that's, or do you think it's still happening fast to you? <laughs> uh, it's still happening fast to me because like, I don't know, I deal with like a lot of social anxiety already and like to go through like my message requests yeah, and have to like sift through that. Cause there's like some good shit in there, like a question or whatever, but then there's a lot of bullshit too. And it's like, I don't have time to like, I don't have time to like look through all of it. And it right. makes me feel bad. Cause I know I probably miss some people, but also it's like, God damn, dude. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm about to start like turning off my uh, story replies or something for me week, just so I can focus. Cause it, yeah. it eats up a lot of time more than I'd like it. To. Do you feel like um, with a following like that, do you feel like there's pressure in terms of leading into a competition where you're like, Frank, when I was just listening for myself mm -hmm. um, or do you feel like, you know what? At least people care. Uh, I actually had a really good conversation about this. And like, I came to like a thought that, this like prep this time around is like super different for me uh a lot of the time because like the success or whatever came so fast like my first big meet was current us open and that's when i hit like my first world record then shit kind of started to blow up from there um fuck it's just it's it's really fucking overwhelming man <laughs> I'm just like thinking about like the stadium of people that you said. And I'm just uh, isn't it crazy? <laughs> it always freaks people out when you think about it. Believe me, I'm the same, man. I don't, I, I'm, I realize I've run king of lists, but it doesn't never get old when you're like, yeah, kind of watch kind of a little bit what I say. But at the same time, they're following you because you're you. Like you, you, you want to monitor a little bit. There, there's, there's got to be a little bit of a, a boundary. Um, but the reason why they like you is there's like, there's a lot of girls who, who lift weights and are strong, yeah. but not all of them have 30,000 followers. Cause there's, so there's something with you that you don't want to, you don't want to block off too much because yeah. they appreciate it. But and on I the flip side, relatable, um, right. to a certain degree, it's like without putting out too much of my shit on there. But like before I always felt like I had like a lot to prove. Like I felt like I was competing in places that I didn't really feel like I belong yet i'm just like what the fuck am i doing here i've been doing this shit for like two years i've i shouldn't be doing this but now this this prep um you know like i took the year of 2020 obviously 
due to COVID, like I was supposed to do the Kern, but that got pushed off and whatever. Um, so I competed for the first time in over a year at hybrid. And that, that prep was hard. I did a lot of it on my own. Like I didn't really have any training partners. Like I saw people at the gym and had friends at the gym, but it was mostly just like me training by myself. And I learned a lot. And it, for me, it was like, I don't need anybody and I can do this shit by myself. Like it really, like, it sounds cocky, I guess. Like, but in like, I could follow any fucking program and I could progress. Mm. And that taught me that. So this time around, like I beat my last total that I did in uh, February in training by 40 pounds. So it's like, I I know I'm getting better. I feel really fucking good. Yeah. I'm tired all the time, but that's going to happen, you know, deep in meat prep but I feel really healthy. Like I just, I have a lot more confidence in myself and I know I deserve to be there. Mm. Yeah. I know what you mean. Imposter syndrome is real where you start feeling like, should I, and that happens uh, pretty much to everybody when, when you rise up quickly. And then, um, and then when the following comes, you're like, fuck me. Should the, you're like, I'm not, I'm I'm just me. But uh, so I know that that's, that's extremely common. Um, so did you switch up like training or anything in terms of programming like recently when this big surge happened or, uh, yeah. So Joe and I actually coach each other. Um, but I've learned a lot throughout my years of powerlifting and just like doing my own research. So he kind of gives me the bones of the program and I kind of adjust as I see fit and Mm -hmm. he's, we're more like each other's consultants. So it's like, I get to do stuff that I want to do, but I'm also, I feel like to a point where I know what my weaknesses are and I know the shit that I need to do even when I don't want to do it and having that freedom to do that. And also now that I'm getting to a level, like I wouldn't say I'm at my peak of strength because I feel like my ceiling is way higher than, you know, it is in the present. Um, But it just like having that freedom to auto-regulate as I feel like being able to go either heavier or lower like this is the first time I've ever had to deepen meat prep do like a heavy week and a down week and so it's just kind of learning how I work what I respond to best and it's I think it's really been really productive for not only Joe and I but me as an athlete and me coaching others so yeah yeah and, and, and you do need a little bit of autonomy when you have like your significant other coaching you because you also don't want to like it's you know, I've been in, I've been around the block with a lot of different situations. Okay. So I've done it all with that kind of thing. And, um, it is like, sometimes it can be too close. Sometimes it could be like, but at the other times, no one knows you better. So then it's perfect. So then it's like, uh, you know, just like everything, there's a yin and yang yang to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, but having a little bit of autonomy helps as well. But you do need someone there to help check you every now and then to be like, eh, okay, yeah. take it easy. Exactly. You're going heavy today. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he's like, no, because it's like, he knows, you know, how long I sleep, what I eat, like we live together. So I'm, I'm all the fucking time. So yeah, you can't bullshit him. You can't be, I slept great. I feel it's like, nah, you did it. <laughs> right. This is like, true. I'm not going to be, I'm like, I'm going to be honest. Like I am a very needy client. Like I ask a lot of questions. I make a lot of suggestions and like, I've learned how to communicate that better, you know, in, in recent times. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think it's really good. I think it's really good for me. I think it's, we're learning a lot. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got full access to it, right? It's not like you have to blow up your coach's phone. If yeah. you if you feel needy, it's like you, you just ask a question like on the fly on the spot. And um, 
I usually like give him control of like the main work to a point and then I kind of fill in my accessories as I see fit. So. And you said you coach him as well? Yeah, which is fucking terrifying. Oh my <laughs> God. I've never coached someone that strong. And so like when he told me like I, <laughs> I was going to like write his program, I was like, are you serious? And in the first week he was on program, I had like a five by five on uh, transformer tempo squats in the front squat setting. It's like a four, two, zero tempo. And I'm thinking, okay, five by five at like 60%, whatever. Yeah. And then he does his first set and it's like 500 something pounds. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like I, we can't do this. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like adjust and like change the reps and sets. And like, it, it was, it was, it's terrifying. And it's like, I programmed or like, we're talking about his peak and we're like, okay, your last heavy squat's going to be 810. And I'm just thinking 800 and fucking 10 pounds. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it, it, and there's nobody really, there's not many people you, you could ask questions with because not many people have a client like this. So you're kind of like, I'm, 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 I'm doing, I'm uncharted waters here. Yeah. And we're just kind of <laughs> like, all right, this is working. Let's stick with this. Or, you yeah. know, this is starting to get uncomfortable because it's like, he's been powerlifting for 13 years. Like he's got a lot of different injuries. Like he's torn both bicep tendons. He's got nerve pain and shit from when that bar bent over. Like it's, it's uh, a challenge, but I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do it because now I feel so much more confident, like coaching anyone. You for know? sure. Yeah. You got a world-class athlete under your belt now and all of the challenges you have with them, you know, you, you, in terms of like injuries, like you've seen it all. And um, in terms, again, in terms of feedback and immediate data, like you, you guys are together. So you could be like, seriously, how's, how are things going? You yeah. know, like you, he, he can't bullshit you either. You'd be like, dog, you're slow getting out of the car today. What's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was no bullshit. There's no tough guy bullshit. Like a lot of, sometimes, I mean, this is a stereotype, but men don't always articulate if they're feeling roughed up, they might kind of gloss it over or whatever. Um, which is stereotype I know, but still uh, to a certain extent, Joe's the opposite. Like he will like bitch and complain that some shit's hurting and like it needs to be addressed, but he yeah. goes and does the shit anyway. Like, uh... very tough person, but it's like, sometimes I have to be like, all right, no, we're not doing that because I, you know, knock on wood, I haven't been injured yet because I'm like, I'm super soft, dude. Like if something hurts, I'm going to quit. Like I'm going to scrap the session. I'll just move <laughs> yeah. like, I don't fuck with that. So we're very opposite in that way. So it's sometimes we butt heads a little bit. You know what? So I forget who it was a guy, like, I'm not a big CrossFit guy, but there's a quote it's, it's in a meme, right? That I saw on Instagram. Oh, I forget the dude's name. I know. God. <laughs> oh God. It's not too super cheesy, but I know what you mean. Some of them are really cheesy, but the guy said, um, in training, listen to your body Yeah. in, in competition tell your body to shut the fuck up yeah because you, know, you got a job to do so that's kind of like what you were saying where it's like sometimes it's, it is a good thing if you super listen to your body you feel something you cut it off the session off and just mm -hmm. find out if you wake up tomorrow and it's gone okay all right maybe i cut off i lost half a session yeah. but if you didn't and you push through it and, and i've done this and then you wake up the next day like holy shit i just killed the whole prep like i, I could be in serious trouble right now yeah. right <laughs> Like, especially in meat prep, I would literally rather lose one or two sessions than get hurt. Yeah. That's just how I, I just, I'm not, I don't have a good pain tolerance. I'm not going to fucking deal with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah. I'm telling you, like most power lifters um, are, 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 will work. 
you can't be a power lifter to any, even like intermediate level. You're going to get the monotony and you're just going to go in there and grind. Like you're going to work day in, day out for weeks, months, you know, adding up to years. So it's not that it's more, it's more rare that someone actually pulls back on the reins is like, Oh, I should slow it down. People usually overextend the weight, uh, nagging injuries turn into full on injuries. And it's usually the other way around it comes to power lifters. How, how often, sorry, go ahead. You get caught up in like this stride of like, I killed this meat. I killed this meat. I killed yeah. this meat. And it's like, you can only do that for so long before some shit starts to pop up. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, for sure. Uh, or you just end up peaking in the gym. You leave yeah. it in the gym because you hit all the biggest numbers in the gym leading up to. And it's like, hey, uh, we got, we're peaking for something here though. Like, I'm glad you're excited. But um, how often do you train a week? How many days a week? Uh, I train five days a week. It's usually three upper. So like three bench sessions and then uh, squat and deadlift. But this time around, uh, at about six weeks out, we cut my second bench session. So I'm only benching two times a week, which I thought was going to be a disaster. I was like, I need the bench frequency. Like I'm going to lose it. Cause I already had a shit bench. Like my bench has fucking skyrocketed ever since I cut that day. <laughs> Joe's over there. Like, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But the thing is though, now that I cut that session, I don't have any bicep tendonitis oh. at all. And like last prep, I had it for the last four weeks and like my bench went to shit. Like I couldn't, I lost like four bench sessions the last four weeks of prep. Like, mm. and I only felt a little twinge of bicep tendonitis on my last heavy bench. So now I just get to chill. Yeah. 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 It's funny how sometimes less is more. Yeah. Definitely. You like you, you, you think just add more and more and more. Like some people, like I'll, I'll, I'm doing a challenge where I squat every day. Well, let me know how that goes because your squat's gonna go to shit, right? Like it's the, we know this. Yeah, like I my heaviest bench before this training cycle was 286 in the gym. I've tried it twice in a meet before, and I've gotten it stapled me every time, and it's been hard every time in the gym. And I just hit 308. Oh this. shit! Yeah. So doing like, less. Yeah. And my best bench and comp is 275. So like, I'm oh. hoping for fat ass PR. I always shit the bed on bench at every meet. Like yeah. I've only gone two for three at best. And so I'm hoping <laughs> the love of God. The love, <laughs> the love of God. Well, it's, man, it's tough to fly high the whole time too. If ever you're going to pull back on one of the three lifts and start conserving the adrenaline, et cetera, like the bench. Cause like difference between a big bench and a small bench is like, like 10 pounds or whatever the heck, like 15, 20, but that that's nothing you get to deadlifts and you're like okay let's make some let's make some ground right now i gotta <laughs> yeah. tell you right but this is where you could save some energy if you got to save it um and what about what one so how often did you say you deadlift again did you say once a week once a week sometimes earlier on in uh in the training cycle like at the 16 to maybe 12 10 week i'll do like a heavier squat and then a deadlift variation so like block pull rdl something like that um, and then it'll be the opposite on deadlift day, like a deadlift, like straight deadlift or whatever or variation, depending on how like far out I am. And then like a lighter squat variation, like SSB or something like that. So, um, mm. but lately it's been just squat only days and just deadlift only days. Cause I really don't have, I, I hate myself for saying this and I, I would hate myself as a client, but the past like three, four weeks, I haven't done any like back off work. Like I really hit my heavy set and then I just go on to accessories. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it, is. it has done wonders for me. Like I feel great yeah. going into every session. Hmm. So, 
it makes you rethink about like, I mean, everybody's different, right? Yeah. So, so we got to be careful. Anyone listening is like, fuck, I'm going to just hit my top sets and deuce. Right. But, I still, but it's, you're like, no, wait, that's not necessarily that. But it is true that like, sometimes you think more is more, but sometimes less is more in certain scenarios. It depends, but you probably make up with it for other things though. Right. Yeah. So, I just go harder on my accessories than I normally would. And right. then, so yeah, and then, an- like replacing my third, what would be my third bench day of the week. I just do like back accessories and then cardio. And how often do you squat? Once a week. Oh, once wow. Every Squat Sunday. once, dead once. That's a comfy, it oh, doesn't, you know, that, that's, that's fairly comfy. Yeah, yeah. So it's, and I've been kind of spreading them out a little bit more. So I'll do like squat Sunday, either bench or rest Monday, bench or rest Tuesday, depending on what I did the day before. Wednesday, all uh, deadlift. And then Fridays, I'll fucking do the other bench session. And then the other days are like cardio. Usually mm. on my rest days, I do some sort of cardio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I is that I- just purely to stay functional? Keep keep within like certain range of your weight class or, or? Yeah, I do like four sessions of 30 minutes of incline walking. I like it and I just, to help keep my weight down. And I just, I don't know, I really like walking. I think it's good for overall health, like digestion, mm-hmm. all that shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Okay. Well, all right. This is good. You know, I wanted to talk to you about a lot of this anyways, and I had you on for the preview show. So I'm like, I'm going to ask us some questions if we start rocking and rolling and we, it, it was easy. So, so I wanted to get some questions out there, but, um, all right, let's take a look at this showdown meet because it is going to be another good one. We have a bit of a change up at the roster, but we still have some heavy hitters. Like we had said, um, we could start with the one fourteens, the 52 kilo class, and uh, we got Jen Rotzinger in there. And I'm I've never seen her compete before. Oh, wow. She's been around for a hot minute as well. I believe she's floating close to 40 as well, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and uh, broken world records and um, really is the queen of the 114s. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see what she ends up putting up. I don't know how she's going to end up on the formula, but um, it'll be interesting. I checked out her Instagram and everything looks a go. She doesn't look like she's dealing with any injuries. If she is, she's keeping it low pro and very tight because she looks all right so far. So hopefully, I think she is lifting unopposed, I believe. She, yeah, she just has Alicia Luna, the girl. She's not on the on the official roster, but she's going. Okay, gotcha. The girl at the U.S. Open that totaled like 1,003. Okay, that's right. You were mentioning her before we came on. Yeah. Gotcha. And I have to, um, I'm going to have to convert some of this. Even so in Canada, we do pounds, but uh, when we do like powerlifting, we always do kilos. Dude, I cannot count kilos to save my life. <laughs> I have a little uh, plate calculator on my phone because I can never get it. <laughs> I also, I don't have, so yeah, with plates, I, I lift at a gym without those plates. So it's weird, man. Like when in Canada, if you ask like how tall I am, a five foot nine, like 190 pounds, whatever. But um, when it comes to like distance, we say kilometers. When it comes to temperature, we say Celsius. We're like right in the middle between what you guys do and Europe does. Confusing. It's fucking confusing. <laughs> right, exactly. In the 132s. Well, let me pull up my scouting report here. Yeah. I know three for sure on this list are competing. I think Cora's still competing. Uh, Whit Baxley and I don't want to butcher her name. Sukiko? Burdette? 
is is Haley Hill still competing? Do you know? I don't think so. She said that she was like nine weeks out or something the other day on a oh wow post or how many weeks out, but definitely not for the showdown. So darn, which sucks because she's a she's so strong. She was right up there. So I had uh, with my research Haley Hill and and Whit Baxley um, previously hit a four ninety seven point five kilo total, and uh, it would have been fairly tight now. Whit Baxley has a pretty big deadlift or a 500 pound deadlift. I saw and, that she just hit that. Right. And when it comes down to a close race and Cora's all obviously super strong as well. Mm-hmm. She's 20 years old. She's young. Um, last showdown meet, she hit the biggest total with a 477.5 kilo. So let me hit these up into a conversion for you. Yeah. Uh, because you <laughs> know what? You, you won't be the, <laughs> you won't be the only one feeling this way. So let me take a look here. So um, Cora's got uh, 1050 okay. total, 1,050 pound total. Um, and Whit Baxley, let's convert this for nice. Did Baxley used to compete in USAPL or is that my imagination? Um, I'm not, I didn't see that. I could pull this up. Okay. I know she lives here in Vegas. She trains at Stronghouse, but I'm not that familiar with her. So she's a 1094. So she's got a small lead over Cora. The thing is, from what I could see, Whit Baxley's monster deadlift is going to allow her to lift last. So whatever Cora has up there, she can just load the bar for that win, I'm thinking. Um, if if it gets that close and, and that's the way it shakes up. So that's why I'm somewhat leaning towards Whit Baxley. Haley Hill all uh, also had the exact same total like PR total that Wit had. So it would have been interesting, but again, Wit having the bigger deadlift, she gets to go last. So she loads the bar with exactly what she needs. So yeah. that's where I was thinking for the 60 kilo, 132 pound class, leaning towards Wit. Uh, but we'd have to see on the day of. Um, let me see here. I also got uh, for the one four. Was there anyone else in that 132 that you had eyes on, or is that pretty much how you see it as well? Well, Sukiko, she's strong as hell, dude. I don't know. She, I don't think she has the deadlift like uh, Wit does, but I think she just squatted like I want to say it's like 370 or maybe more. It was 385 oh, wow. for two singles that she hit, and they okay. look so yeah, it's, it's and there's. I noticed on the roster too, a lot of the women's side, there's women who've been lifting for around two years, three years, some of it like six meets, et cetera. So you can see some massive growth. Like people are going to start jumping out doing like you did in the last 12 months, like how you like me now type deal. So we could be surprised by some people, right? So we got to keep an eye on some of these people for sure. Um, So looking at, uh, so that was the 130 or sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 132. So looking at the 67.5, 148-pound weight class, um, and you were saying the favorite, Chloe Lansing, previously hit uh, 555 kilo total, which is in freedom units. <laughs> like 12-something? It is 1221. Okay. Um, but had to pull out due to injury, which is a bit of a hit. Now, we do have... Um, Barbara Lee has previously hit a 530 kilo total. That was boss of bosses 2019. She'd been injured, is coming back. 39 years old would be a hell of a comeback story um, at 39 years old. And we'll have to see for a little bit. She was at a 75 kilo class and seems to be coming down. I checked out her Instagram and it looks like um, the body weight's on point. She shouldn't have any issues making weight. 
So it depends on how she does bouncing back. If she's anywhere close to that 530, if she's close to that 530, she's definitely the new favorite. If she's not, she could have a battle on her hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Riley too, which I think she just hit like a 485 dead or maybe it was more. So she's strong as shit. Yeah. It's crazy. I think she used to be a 181 competitor. That's right. So I have, I'm going to convert this. Uh, she had as a 75 kilo lifter, which is, well, she was also a 181, 82 and a half kilo lifter. She moved down to a 75 kilo lifter and now she's coming back down even another weight class as a 75 kilo lifter. She hit a 485 kilo total, which is a 1067. Um, so it kind of depends where she's going to be at cutting down to 148 pounds. I think she's like, I don't think she has that big of a cut. I think she's probably like mid to high one fifties. Maybe. Is that right? Okay. It looks like her preps been going good too. So. It just depends on, cause I don't know if I've ever, I don't think she's ever lifted at, um, six at, uh, 148 pounds. So it does depend if we think that some strength is going to come down. Um, it depends. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. Um, and then I have uh, Mary Fleckenstein who hit, and I'll convert this to a 487.5 kilo total, which in freedom units is a 1072. Okay. Um, but this again, that total was at the 165 pound class, 75 kilo. So again, we're not sure. We haven't seen her in 67 and a half, 148 pound class. So there's like, we have some competitors in the 148 that we haven't seen there before. So I'm not sure how it's going to shake up. There's some question marks around this, right? (laughs) Um, And then the favorite is, uh, well, the the original favorite, Chloe's out. So the second favorite that becomes into the number one position, Barbara Lee coming off a bit of an injury. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes. Yeah. Um, if I had to bet based off of previous performance, I lean towards Barbara Lee just because she's done it before, but there's some intangibles in play mm-hmm. <laughs> would be fair to say there's some intangibles. Is there anybody else in there? Do you think, um, in the one forty eights that, uh, that I'm you're familiar with familiar with them? Cause I know Caitlin Dunlap, I think she's getting married that weekend or something. That- so I, mm. I don't think she's prepping obviously, but. Yeah, I think Barbara Lee might take that one. And Naomi Shepard, I'm familiar with her as well. Reposted her. She's a pretty big lifter, but um, yeah, I think she's going to fall a little short, but we'll see. I mean, obviously the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. The 165s, Bree. <laughs> Are you familiar with these young ladies? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Um, everybody knows their own weight class, of course, uh, but you've got an all-time great and a monster in your weight class. And um, from, what's that old expression? From uh, idols to rivals? Is that, it's like an idols to rivals situation. Um, So what are your thoughts on the 165s? Dude, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. (laughs) Like, Chris is gonna win that if she has a good day. And she always has a good day. Like, I'm gonna do my best, obviously, to try to hang with her. Like, Mm. But she's like, she's the best. And everybody knows that. And like, she has, I think she, she benched like 320 something, which is 20 more pounds than I've ever benched. And <laughs> yeah. I think she just squatted 529 not too long ago, but she, 
I know she was saying she had some sort of like tweak in her quad. I don't, it doesn't seem like it is that, you know, detrimental because she still pulled 617 after it. So it's Which like- Which is freaking nuts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that shit and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- so does she cut a lot of weight down to 165? I have no idea because she's short. Like I'm five, four and a half and she's shorter than me, but she- Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, but she used to be like a pro bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So she's just super dense. So I have no idea what weight she walks around at, but she is solid and she like dwarfs me, even though I'm taller than her. If she's shorter than that, a 165 build like she is, she's built to weightlift. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> she this is, she found her calling. It yeah. is what it is. It's, it's fucking, <laughs> she amazes me, dude. I love her. Now, um, now having said that, your prep is going extremely well. Um, in February, you hit a 608 total in kilos. Let me take, let me convert this bad boy for us here. Uh, well, actually, you probably know off the top of your head. It's a 1338. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Something, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when I converted to kilos, it might be a pound or two off, but it's around in that ball ballpark anyways. Um, and training has gone well, yeah. I take it. Yeah. Judging off of what I've been watching on Instagram, training has been going very well. Yeah. I hit a, so my last heavy squat or my third attempt at hybrid in February was 479.8 or whatever. And I just hit 501. Holy. Yeah. So yeah. And then my best bench was 275. I went for 286 and I just couldn't get it. I got stapled. Um, and I hit 308 in training for a pause single. And then my deadlift, which I still, for a little bit longer, hopefully, or long, you know, after this meet, I'll have it still, uh, was 585.3, and I hit 589 in training uh, last week, I think. So we're going, you know, in a good direction. <laughs> it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, it is yeah. trending in the right direction. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I, I, because, um, I mean, if the dead, do you find you hit your biggest lifts in the gym or on the platform? On the platform, always. Is that right? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've never pulled above 585 before hybrid, so 589 was uh, the heaviest I've pulled ever, and it's just like the training was going good. It didn't feel like it was – like I knew I knew like if I wanted to put 600 on the bar, I had it, but it's like there's no need to do that because I'll just do that later when it actually yeah. counts. So. Right, yeah, yeah, and, and you might need it later too. Um, yeah. It's interesting how that works. Some people, we, we, you can see by, by Instagram, they usually perform better sometimes in training. And then when they hit the platform, it comes down a little bit, if not a lot. And I don't know, you never know if that's like due to fatigue on that day. And because if you just walk in the deadlift, like yeah. here's, here's, a, here's the theory on it. If you just walk in the deadlift, you don't have to squat before, you don't have to bench before, you don't even have to cut weight before. You just walk in deadlift. So you think you would hit higher. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, some people are gamers where yeah. when it's meat day, you cut weight, you maxed out on squat, you maxed out on bench, and you'll still lift more in the deadlift uh, yeah. because of the adrenaline and everything like an emo- if you're an emotional lifter. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends, right? So yeah. whatever you ask, you never know if that's how p- someone's going to be. Yeah, I'm definitely a, a game day lifter. Like I, I'm very emotional about my lifting. Like I've cried at pretty much every meet on like my last deadlift the past like three meets. No <laughs> shit. Why is that? But you've been deadlifting so good out of joy. Out of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that 585 at 
hybrid, that was only my second attempt. That wasn't my third attempt. I just scratched the last one because <laughs> one, it was super fucking heavy and I didn't think I had a kilo more in me. Fair. Maybe I did. I don't know. I could have got something off the floor. But like two, I was just so emotional and crying because I was so happy that I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. That I just, I was like, I'm done. I've had enough. <laughs> you know what? I mean, um, so I do the commentary for the IPF World Championships and uh, I see a lot of sessions. And sometimes if somebody locks up the win with their second deadlift and they know they've already won, you know, I mean, you flew to the other side of the world. So they're like, okay, put in the third deadlift. And they all, the failure rate on the third deadlift when it's already over, it's already won. The failure rate is so high because yeah. they've already emotionally, it, you, you've the adrenaline dump. Like you yeah. just like, it's already done. Like you yeah. took, when you've already let it all out, it's like having a boxer win his boxing match, go back to the locker room, shower up and be like, okay, come back out here and fight again. You're like, my brother, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it's, we're, we're done for the day. Yeah. I had a conversation with uh, Hunter Henderson actually. And she was just like, why would you not go for your third? I was like, dude, I like, I like my biggest goal was to get my record back. And like, I did that. So I was completely satisfied. <laughs> I, I, it is not uncommon. I'm telling you right now, Brie, I've, I've been there myself personally, but I've seen it so often. Once it's locked, sometimes even handlers at Worlds won't even tell the lifter that they won yet, just to send it back out there for the third to avoid it. Yeah. So that's how common it is. Cause they yeah. know like, it's almost like the, the adrenaline, the anxiety and all that is relieved because the battle's won. Yeah. Like it's the battle's already won. So it's yeah. difficult. And if someone is not as an emotional lifter, it's more difficult for that person to maybe understand how you feel about it. Although Hunter is an emotional, she like straight up cried after her third squat on the last yeah. showdown. She's an emotional lifter. She's a fucking monster though. Like yeah. I remember Joe and I went to uh, the current US Open to like spectate and like handle and help. And she's like, she's a different fucking breed. Cause I remember Jeff, one of her training partners, like b before each squat attempt, he would like punch her in the chest. Oh I was my like, God. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, I don't want anybody touching me or slapping me like before yeah. I lived. And she's, she's so much fun to watch. I wish she was competing this time right. around. But obviously, you know, she was bodybuilding and did incredible at that. She will do great in whatever she decides to do. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting to watch <laughs> do, you, do you think she's coming back do you know oh absolutely is she okay because yeah, someone she, has someone said she was retired i'm like i thought a hiatus i didn't think retired yeah no i think she's talking she was talking about doing a meet sometime next year i'm like she has not even hit the ceiling she right. squats 650 like <laughs> there's and it was like air like i think that she has so much more potential then yeah, it's I love her. Have have you heard her story about uh, when she was a child? Yeah, she had uh, cancer, leukemia. Yeah. yeah, I think think kidney. She she said it on the podcast, but this is on the last showdown, so almost a year ago. I believe she had kidney or so. She only has one kidney. She was like a child, almost died. Um, it was pretty intense. Like you know, she's living life now, essentially just like tackling all like running at every goal just whatever man you don't take life for granted uh, yeah it's pretty crazy yeah she's a good story so yeah hopefully she comes back i agree um and uh is there anybody else in the in the 165 kilo or 165 pound class that you need to pay attention to or are they mostly up and comers because from what i seen the closest is pretty far back from you guys i think amanda if you 
Fia Toa, and I might have butchered her name. I apologize if I did, but I think they're pretty far back, mostly up and coming and trying to close the gap, but not for this competition. Yeah, the, I mean, like I have tons of respect for all the other lifters, obviously, but I'm mostly obviously just focused on Christy. I do know that uh, Ashley Contorno, though, is going after the 75-kilo uh, all-time world record bench. Oh, wow. I think she hit like 314 for like three paws. And it was like so fast. Okay. Wow. Okay. Incredible. Yeah. No, that's definitely worth noting. I wonder where she's going to end up. Kind of depends on how it converts like triples uh, yeah. to singles. But she, um, she trains like, I think maybe kind of conjugate or something. I was like, damn, you're doing triples, you know, this close out. But I mean, what? I mean, it's fucking working for her. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do whatever's, do whatever's getting you this far for sure. Uh, good for her. Okay. Yeah. So looking at the 82 and a half kilo, 181 pound class, um, it looks like, so some of these totals look like they're actually lower than, well, they are lower than the 165 pound class. There's a bit of a dip. Did we lose some people on this roster in this weight class? We lost Sierra Hutton. Uh, She's Sierra lifts on Instagram. She is like, she's actually competing the same weekend of the showdown, but she's doing a wellness competition, bodybuilding. So she was just like out on powerlifting. She looks incredible right now. Um, but yeah, she's just taking a hiatus until she finds the spark for powerlifting again. So, yeah, I think I've, I've been following her actually. And um, initially, you know, it's funny. I was like, cause I'm on King of the List, I have so many people I follow. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, how come I'm following this, uh, this bodybuilder here what's going on here and then <laughs> was, you know you're like let me double back I'm like oh, okay there we are but yeah she, yeah she looks she's in absolutely phenomenal shape um and she shows every now and then some of her you know body transformation photos and it's like holy shit good for you that's crazy discipline um that's a long time coming too like she's been doing this for a long like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of prep and when it comes to a point where it's like you look like you're already stage ready she's like three weeks out i'm like you got three more weeks (laughs) like holy shit now she she sent me like an update the other day and like her fucking shoulder striations and like yeah her arms it's like god damn she's like yeah she's nine days out she competes uh next saturday so it's it's crazy when they post and they like they say how many weeks out they are when you're like how much more freaking ripped are you gonna get like this is you know what I mean where it's like you gotta be hungry as hell right now oh, or maybe you just get past it almost yeah the diet face man it's like I see your new cardio like she sent me videos before and I'm like god damn like, yeah are you okay yeah yeah okay. yeah um, have you cardio you know I'm like sick have you ever thought of doing anything like that yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, like I, you couldn't talk me into it, but really, is it? What would be the um, allure? Is it like the, like the discipline? Because here's the big thing: is you lose so much strength, which is scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hunter, Hunter seems like she's getting her strength back pretty quickly. That's um, true. It also has to do with how you train, you know. Um, but I mean, I'm going to be honest. I am kind of burnt out on powerlifting. Like mm-hmm. there was a large portion of this prep where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then, you know, you start hitting PRs. You're like, Oh, I actually love this shit. This is <laughs> yeah, I scratched that. We're good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I still have possibly doing either like hybrid or ghost clash. Possibly. I would ideally like to take more time off, but there's some good prize money at those meets. And it's like, huh, you know, good to go take a shot at it. Um, but also I'm really, 
kind of debating the fact of like just doing bodybuilding training for a while then possibly doing like a show in the spring i don't know my the guy who does my nutrition is like an ifbb pro like bodybuilder so mm. now that i've been getting a little leaner and dieting for a while to you know make weight for uh this meat it's kind of becoming more and more enticing especially after seeing you know other powerlifters do bodybuilding and it just looks fun it looks different like i would love to just go into the gym and hit shoulders for 45 minutes do cardio and leave you know it, it, that okay so that i do remember before powerlifting um like just smashing like shoulders or like back and biceps and you're like just get a pump going that is appealing I, i'll agree uh but the one thing is what changes is when they get like i have some buddies in bodybuilding i've never done it but i've had buddies who have and when you're at the bottom of your caloric deficit and you are like dying, you got to go in there and, yeah. and do cardio sometimes with no calories in the system and then like lift weight. So it's like, in terms of like, for, I think there's a, there's a while in there where it's like you're smashing weights and you feel like, yeah, this is, you know, i got a good pump going. The injuries yeah. are kind of leaving because you're not pushing the body too crazy, although you haven't been injured, but like, um, you know, you feel good. If, if, if the squat's hurting, like the lower back shoulder, whatever the shit, you could find another, like another movement, right? <laughs> oh God, don't say that. <laughs> please, please, please. But, um, but you're right. Like you could do something else. Like you could figure out, but when you get to a point where um, the hardest, like, the, like it gets really grueling when you have like no freaking calories and you are, I've talked to some bodybuilders and like, my man, you want to talk discipline. You want to talk like testing yourself. That, although that's, there's something appealing to the testing yourself part. Yeah. That's where I'm like, could I really do that? Cause like, I love food. Like I love to eat, but it's like, I wonder if I could push myself to that place where it's like, I'm hungry all the time. I hurt all the time. And it's like, I, I've also reached like a point in like my own quote unquote body positivity where I feel like I am like pretty much a hundred percent happy with the way I look and, and like the way my muscles have matured and it's like it would be really fucking cool to really see what's underneath this you know yeah 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 for yeah. here yeah how can i get like that sounds fun so um yeah no it is uh and there's something about i've seen like there's something about discipline where so somebody was talking about it the allure something like this where it's the discipline that you like, you could be a slave towards your, your, like your hunger, you're a slave towards your wants. You're a slave to certain things. Like we're a slave to our phones oftentimes. Right. And there's something about discipline that a lot, most 99% of the population don't have where discipline makes you no longer a slave to these things where you could be like, do I have to discipline? We're like, I don't need it. I, I want it and I'll never stop wanting it but I could cruise past it and cruise through it and keep pushing. And there's something alluring about that, like proving points to yourself. Like I can do this. I could do that. Like when you prove that point, there's a challenge there, right? At the end of the day, it's like, it's all things that you're choosing to do. Like no one is forcing you to starve or do that training or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's all about discipline and what you can make yourself go through. And that sounds really cool. Yeah. And then look, I haven't done nothing anywhere close to that, but like, just doing a little mini cut for powerlifting. And I already think about the meal I want to have afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> so, so can you imagine doing a bodybuilding show? You will have like dreams about the food you're going to eat and everything like the, afterwards. You're like, oh my God. 
really like mean when I'm hungry. Like I, <laughs> it's not going to be a fun time for Joe if I. <laughs> He's like over there shaking his head. You'll have to go through it together. It yeah. is what it is. But um, yeah. That's cool. But it's also like, I got to learn to not be an asshole. It's like, I'm choosing to do this. So. Yeah. I mean, you probably, I, I assume you acclimatize or at the very least, when you come back out of it and you go on the other side of it and you're like, go back to normal and you're powerlifting again, um, you'll have like a, maybe you'll deal with the hunger a lot differently. Like, no, I know what it was like to really be hungry. Yeah. I'm good. Maybe it gives you new perspective. Who knows? Exactly. It's all, you learn shit through, you know, everything that you do. So. Right. The big thing would be the tough part is you're such a on the rise right now in powerlifting. It'd be tough to like stagnate it, um, to do something else without, like you were saying, you're coming into the situation now where you could collect this prize money. That's not crazy to say like you, whatever competitions come up, that prize money could be yours. So now you have to start talking and like you're in your prime and, and you're approaching your prime. Like you're not even in your prime. You're probably approaching still. So then you're like, shit, should I put it off a little bit though? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I feel like I'm, it's one of the things I've stuck with the longest and it's like, I'm too good to quit now. Like right. I still have goals for myself. I still owe it to myself to see those through. It's just like, how fast do I want to do it? You know? Cause I don't want to like, burn too hot and then just fizzle out because i'm still a fucking baby in this sport when you think about yeah. it you know? like so i don't know but I'll, I'll make the decision after the meet you know like i say now that i'm fucking over powerlifting but let's say i win it or i do really well and i'm like oh i want to do another meet again because yeah. so yeah this is when you're knee deep in the shit right? yeah. this is you are like struggling to swim uphill right now or upstream right now but when it's all over two weeks after the meet you'll be like I want to get after it. Like, let's, let's, yeah. let's smash some fucking it's weights. Like, right, when are we starting to meet prep? Yeah, exactly. Let's smash, let's fucking smash some weights, shall we? Um, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. So moving on to the 198 pound, 90 kilo class. Um, I do see some familiar names right here. Like right off the top, Casey Romero, mm-hmm. last time she hit a 570 in February of last year. Now here's the thing. In that particular competition, I believe she had only one deadlift out, which was her her uh, opener, and then missed her last two deads. I remember Casey back in the day. I was reposting her on King of Lifts, and it was mostly a lockout issue, a grip issue. She used straps often, um, so it wasn't competition. The shoulders were a little slumped forward at the top of her deadlifts, and there was definitely you could somewhat foresee if she's going to have an issue in competition, probably deads. Mm-hmm. even though in training it was the heaviest lift she had like her secret weapon was that freaking deadlift but it wasn't it wasn't gonna pass yeah so now it appears as though when i watch her now um despite her last total being 570 that was last year in february so we're talking like almost 18 months ago now she's the straps are gone the shoulders are back when she locks out and it looks very clean and um it's heavier than ever heavier yeah. than ever and it's clean 606 for a single or something like that yeah she's smoking she she, she's rocking and rolling yeah like her strength is at an all-time high and the technique is she's made the proper adjustments so when i look at her and i see the 570 from february last year i'm thinking this is way under what she could actually do i think she's gonna blow that out of the park absolutely i think she she had an injury or something and her squats weren't doing too well but i i'm just looking at her now just so i can be familiar uh she hit 451 for two on okay yeah, she was doing well for a bit there. If she took an injury, I didn't see that. But I know her deads were still moving. 
yeah, um, I mean, her dad's always crazy. Her dads are always crazy. Um, what about the other ladies in the uh, 90 kilo, 198 pound class? I looked up Carrie. I seen the biggest, um, the biggest total I'd seen was a 555 kilo, which is, let me see here. Carrie McNair is her name. That's right. Uh, 1221. I believe, um, like, I, I mean, she's strong, but I don't think she's going to be within shot of Casey if Casey yeah. brings what she's capable of. Yeah, she, I'm looking at her now. She said she deadlifted 507 for a single, which is still a monster deadlift, but sure. Casey's going to pull, you know, over Some, six. So. <laughs> something stupid. She's yeah. going to pull something stupid. As yeah. long as they get passed, um, but it looks like she cleaned them up so they could. I couldn't find anything on Tanya. Uh, looking up her Instagram, there was nothing. Nothing on Instagram, nothing on open powerlifting. I tried different variations of spelling Tanya. If there was a typo, it's Tanya or whatever the heck. Um, or they typoed it in open powerlifting, nothing still. So a bit of a mystery. She might come in here and be a fucking monster um, <laughs> for all we know, but I'm not too sure there. Her name is Tanaya. Tanaya, okay. Tanaya. Oh, I think I see her right now. Uh, she didn't list the weight, but it looks like she deadlifted 475. Okay. Out. I think she, I think this girl competed at the Kern. Yeah, she competed at the Kern in April. Ah, then it's the myth. So I guess they spelt the name differently. Yeah. I, yeah, it's Tanaya, not Tenya. Aha. Oh, uh -huh. Yeah. She snuck by us then. Yeah. All right. She benched 281 for a double in August. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, she's pretty strong, but I think uh, Casey's got that class for sure. Yeah. 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 She'd definitely be the favorite anyways. Yeah. Um, and, and looking at the 90 plus in yeah. the heavyweight division, mm -hmm. um, we do. So this looks like a bit of a battle to me. I'm interested in getting what you think. Um, so Skirlock hit a 630 total at the last showdown meet. Um, she's got a, a monster 250 kilo dead, which is a 551 pound dead. And Kareem Davis hit a 635 in May. She went nine for nine, had her super meet and, uh, with the 635. So they're relatively close. Yeah. And then Amber, can, sorry, go ahead. Did you see that Karina bench like 375? I did not. <laughs> it was insane. holy shit it was insane dude oh my god i guess uh, i'm so excited i did not you know what if you could send that to king of lifts i will repost that as a matter yeah. of fact because yeah. i was like what the fuck <laughs> so this is a tight race yeah in in, in the one in the super heavyweight division um i'm just pulling up karina's oh yeah she had 165 kilo bench let me convert that for a second here I hope I said the number right. Yeah. Uh, wait a second here. She's yeah. Th so that's a 363. So yeah, if she, she probably in the gym is hitting above that. Holy yeah. smoke. She's a monster bencher. Yeah. Um, 05 in the slingshot. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, for whatever that's worth, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean <laughs> but it's monster. She, she's, she, she's got a, uh, she's willing to put weight in her hands. Um, yeah. So Skirlock looks like she'll have the dead on her uh, with the 250 kilo, 551 pound dead. Mm -hmm. Not by a heck of a lot though, but. Hey, 
card at 567 uh, a couple days ago. Who's that? Karina or? Kirsten. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it looks like this is actually a pretty freaking close battle. Dude, that, that's going to be some crazy shit happening because uh, I think Kirsten also squatted five. Yeah, she matched her deadlift. She squats 567. She deadlifts 567. And she benched 336 in training. So she's got a 1470 total. Kirsten does? Yeah. Because I got news for you. Karina squats and deadlifts within five kilo of each other as well, within like 10 pounds of each other as well. They both are like mirror images. This is like the closest of battles then. That's very close. Usually somebody is like a subtotal and someone's Mm -hmm. like a deadlifter or something. But these ladies look like they match up. This is going to be like a back and forth in every single event. Right down to the last. It's going to come down to attempt selection then. Like who who tips over a little too much and misses one of their lifts? Yeah. Well, also too though, it'll go by dots. So it depends on which one of them weighs too if they're that close. So it can yeah. be anybody's depending on who has a good day. Uh, so speaking on that, uh, Karina 125 kilo, uh, Kristen 107 kilo. Okay. So looks like uh, Kirsten is quite. Is it Kirsten? Is that yeah. my pronouncing? Okay. Looks like she's quite a bit lighter. If it comes down to body weight. So winning the weight class, whatever, but yeah. winning on ter- in terms of um, the weight class battle will be far more interesting then because it looks like Kirsten will have it locked up according to the formula. Yeah. And then Tamara Walcott, what's her Instagram name? I only know people by Instagram names. That's so hey man, sweet. it's a sign of the times and, and that's totally fair. Um, there was some chick that was... I couldn't find Tamara. Okay. So, so I'm wondering if it, uh, I couldn't find her in, in open powerlifting. And I was wondering about that. Is it wall is a W a L Walcott? Uh, W O L C O T T. So that's what I couldn't find anybody. Maybe there's a typo. I'm going to put Walcott. W-A-L. It is. It's Walcott with an A L. All right. All right. All right. Well, so her raw total. Oh my God. This is close again. Brie connected to open powerlifting um you know what i'll double back up to see but her total her biggest raw total is 638.5 the other lead they're all in the 630s these this is as as close a battle as we're gonna find that yeah that's (laughs) that's really fun yeah it's gonna and then uh ah yes plus size fit queen okay that's who it is that's 4.0 I didn't want to butcher it. Yeah, she's so fucking strong. Holy yeah. shit. Her yeah, she, is insane. Yeah, sure. So a big thing with her with the squat, she's got to make sure she hits depth. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed on Instagram, she she's strong as hell, but the depth is can be questionable here and there. And that's what happens with with like on the men's side and super heavyweights and the women's as well. Depth on the squat, it's it's difficult, but just because of levers, right? But yeah, she yeah. is incredibly strong. Her freaking deadlift. If I'm not mistaken here, um, was a yeah, 635 pound deadlift. Uh, yeah, she's 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 all types of strong. If I was gonna pick based off of this, and I'm glad we we checked up on her name because her Instagram actually does not have her first and last name on it. Okay. So that's why me and you were not making the connection. I'm I I repost her all the time. I never knew her actual name because she doesn't have it on her Instagram. But um, if I'm picking now despite it being relatively close, her deadlifts look like it's going to be far and away bigger and she's going to be able to have the last say. She'll load the bar with whatever she needs to clinch the weight class anyways. Yeah. And then there's uh, Amber Hansen. 
she's still doing it. She's, I think, was primarily a geared lifter. If I'm not oh, mistaken, gotcha. okay. she's really strong as well. I don't, I don't know what she's really been doing. It looks, I see her hitting like a over a 308 bench. Oh wow! See, she hit seven singles from 303 to 325. So strong. Holy she's. smokes! Yeah. So I looked at her in open powerlifting and I just had like one meet from a couple of years ago and I put question marks like I can't find her. Mm. I thought she could be that last year's showdown. Yeah, she did. Then I might, it might be another Amber Hansen or they just, for some reason, I don't know. Or H-A-N-S-E-N. E-N. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. But she's... Yeah, she did the showdown last year. I don't know what she totaled. So that strong. The typo on the showdown roster, um, my man threw me off. Mm. I'm gonna blame him, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna blame Luke on this one. Bless his heart. Okay, no, she yeah, she's a wily veteran. Multiply wraps, multiply. Um, and you're right, she was at the last showdown. Uh put up a 582.5 kilo total. So she's gonna be a little below the yeah. other ladies, though, it looks like. Yeah, so it'll be those. Fight those three fighting for the top spot in a considerably smaller body weight as well. She could actually make 90 kilo and not be a 90 plus looks like pretty easily. Hmm. Um, but I mean, it is what it is, whatever she feels comfortable lifting in. Yeah. I would love to not cut. If I <laughs> well, now you're getting close to the money. You got to yeah. secure the bag. I mean, it, it becomes all these freaking uh, formula meets yeah. where you went on formula. I think I shot my water cut pretty soon either tomorrow i think probably yesterday (laughs) you're like a fuck now i gotta look at my calendar (laughs) (laughs) you're probably like you're probably fuck me this is a good time good thing we had this conversation yeah yeah i think it is today (laughs) okay well i've had a lot of water so i'm good i'm not too worried (laughs) we know what you're going to be doing for the rest of the night but um Chug of water. Up a hundred grams of carbs, like this. <laughs> but uh, so, what are we in terms of uh, who we expect overall? I think we'd pretty much. I can't remember if we said this before we were recording or afterwards, but we think it's going to be between you and Christy um, when it comes down to who's going to take the pot. If Christy comes in here, anything less than the best, dude. Maybe. She never comes with anything. Less I know. <laughs> fucking i know man let's be honest here <laughs> yeah, okay that's fair that's fair it is what it is uh, we all know <laughs> um what, what while i have you on well first off thank you for doing a breakdown of the divisions with me and um i'm glad we got to uh because i knew you're going to know some of these people a lot better than i did on a more of a personal front and following them and whatnot so um and we could always stop and chat like we did which is good yeah. and uh but while I have you, what are some of your future goals do you think in terms of competing? Are you looking at the hybrid showdown? Um, the, the hybrid just announced like a 60K pot 2020 yeah. for the men and women's or what's next for you? Do you know or do you just want to wait and chill and see? I don't know. There's a lot of avenues, maybe bodybuilding, maybe hybrid showdown. Maybe I just wait till the wait till the actual showdown next September again. Uh, I, I have no idea. I feel like I have to get through this shit first in order to see what yeah right now my judgment's really uh like clouded because i'm like over powerlifting right now at this point that's fair (laughs) and that's more than fair that's more than fair listen uh, much appreciated thank you for your time for coming on the podcast a not only did you give me your time for like coming on and and shooting shit with me and you're an easy talk so thank you i appreciate that 
Um, but also you came like the doing research for these preview shows isn't easy. Um, that's why I appreciated it. I wanted to have one of the women on here and, uh, cause you had been like training or competing alongside them or whatnot. So you give a little extra to it. So much appreciated. Thank you for doing all the research you did and coming on here and good luck. We'll keep yeah. in touch. Yeah. Thanks dude. Thanks See you, Bri- and tell Joe, I said, hi, one more time. Good luck to him too. All right. Thanks. See Bye. ya.